um, it's about 24 hours since we finished our, our online teaching conference. Um, and I suppose we're just doing a little bit of a debrief here um, about you know some of the things that, that worked well for us, but also about how we came to do it. So um, let's just step back a bit. What were some of the things we were we were hoping to achieve, I suppose, at the beginning when we designed this because we couldn't have a real conference with people actually attending here in Melbourne? You know, Brad, that's a really good a really good question because there are so many things that we really were looking at um, when it was in a on location here, and then we had to do the switch into the online format. And for me, the online format was the opportunity to see well, is there anybody um, in the globe? Uh, global perspective that's looking at teaching music online and if we can get them involved in the conference and get a little bit of connected community going on and feeling of tribe um, that would be really beneficial um, for that that was that part for me um, what about you um, a bit like you I, I mean I think also I'd hoped to recreate a sense of connection with the um well, whatever delegates we got, I think, you know, let's be realistic. I think a few weeks ago, we probably only had a small amount. But I'm also wondering wondering if further to your tribe comment that maybe as people realised there were others out there enrolling to come into the conference. And even as we, we know, as we started the conference two days ago, we were having almost enrolments in every break and also during the conference itself up to you've said over 140 came in I'm um I'm sort of wondering you know for me whether that was one of the things I'd hoped for was this sort of connection piece um like the tribe idea but also I think um the chance for us at this time with COVID to actually connect with others sort of a like-mindedness um which I think is really important particularly for us as musicians and teachers in the arts yeah you know the idea that we're all trying to come together and make sense of what we could do for teaching music online, uh, especially during this COVID situation. Um, I think that that was very much on the mind of everybody. And we could see that there was a snowball effect of registrants coming in because when I would uh, get up after a few couple of hours of sleep and we started the second day, um, there was another flurry of registrants. And that actually happened until um, the very last session. And so we know that it was actually meeting a need. And I think that that's a wonderful takeaway and understanding that there are a lot of educators out there that are wanting to explore how to teach music online and get connected, learn from others, and really come away with a stronger community of educators. Yeah, and I think the thing is our why, we often talk about why do we do things, our why was to share and connect. And I think um, probably, I suppose, timely as it was by almost flipping it to a virtual conference to, mm-hmm. to talk about online teaching was almost the perfect scenario. And it, in lots of ways, I think the people who, you know, obviously ourselves, we were sharing presentations as well, but the people who did present a lot of them, um, I think, used or reflected on things they'd been doing in the space and then it was actually sort of lived out in the um, in the environment so to speak because they could actually see it they could hear it they could enact things from it and it's pretty rare to get that um, and pretty rare to get it from a global p- perspective as well where you've got people because of the I think 
going back to the reason of the why for us, our design was always going to be a little bit of a putting our sort of toe in the water episode, (laughs) but I think it worked. Having the forums where we had people possibly crossing over, you know, some from the UK and yeah, Australia, then some from America, Canada and Australia and New Zealand, etc. And it allowed people to get access as well. We probably didn't meet them all, but I actually think another part of our design that was effective was this idea of having, as I say, virtually a flipped space where all the paper presenters put up their... Um, pre-recorded sessions. Their papers. Yeah, pre-re- yeah. yeah, pre-recorded. And then those discussions, I think, were really rich. Absolutely. I think that that was one of the big benefits for everybody because they could actually come and uh, take in the pre-recorded presentations when it was convenient for them. And then it was kind of this come and drop in when you have time. And they knew they can do that. They also know that the recordings are, of the live sessions are going to be made available as well after everything's rendered <laughs> in the cloud. Um, but it was just such a rich um, exchange that people were able to have, you know, in a practical sense, watch something and then talk to those researchers who've actually been doing the research um, about how does this really happen in reality? I think that was just the, to me, that was the best part that you actually get um, get to talk to the researchers and talk to them about their studies, talk to them about the practical applications about it. And it wasn't just this research that was, um, you know, uh, unattainable. It w- there were practicalities from all of the researchers that came across in such a lovely manner. And getting to mm. know some of the researchers and knowing that that's now an established community of uh, sorts and a network that we have. And I know that I can reach out to, you know, we had how many, we had 13 countries represented and I think it was over 70 mm. institutions. You know, that's pretty phenomenal mm. for an inaugural conference like this. Yeah, yeah. And look, and I think another, when I say, I know we're going to do another podcast after this, hopefully talking about the key takeaways, but another thing was to... The delegates who weren't presenting got to see online teaching and, I suppose, delivery. It wasn't just a video conference. It was a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we all know there were some technical things, which to me is very important as a teacher. There was a real, a realness or an authenticity about it that actually was quite rich and people saw that even for those of us who have used it a lot there's still things that maybe don't work 100% look I think of the um, I'm thinking now of our colleagues in Italy they were talking about latency they encountered difficulties I know I did in my thing at one point Um, you know we had different crossovers and I think that's the beauty of it because we're not trying to make the perfect solution we're trying to say this is what we can try and sometimes it doesn't always work. And I think it was um, right at the end, it might have been Kenny McAlpine's Q&A where he talked about um, the idea of us taking risks. And a lot of us had talked about that, but it was quite a nice end piece mm. in a sense that it's good to to be risk takers. And it's okay if it doesn't work. And I think that was something there. And I think having teachers, musicians and academics and even non-teachers, we had librarians, people in the room who are willing to come into that space was something that we created and I hope we can create it again. Yeah. Well, you know what, Brad, the other thing that I wanted to touch upon was the fact that um, it wasn't only that 
we were able to talk about teaching music online, but we're, as you said, in the conference, we were able to experience it and get through, you know, talking about some of the practicalities of it. But even the learning management system that we used could demonstrate some of those really effective practices of teaching online. Um, We know that not everybody has gone in and used that area, but at the same time, those who have gone in there found it really helpful how it was stepped out and it was uh, laid out clearly. There were videos to welcome people. There were videos on how to get around the online space. It was just really um, thoughtful practice in what the actual LMS looked like. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that we know is that, and I know I mentioned it, I think, in the workshop I was doing, but the idea that you can sort of do real-time stuff. And all of us, I know you'd done it, a lot of us uploaded things almost just as we were going into the room, Mm -hmm. not because we didn't want them to access it, but because we wanted to use it. But we knew that while they were going to be watching people deliver, they could actually get in there. You know, we had, I had a real-time survey around some some different areas. So I think that was useful as well, that, that they were seeing. It wasn't just a, a didactic stand-and-deliver piece. It was actually, as you say, the LMS almost more or less reflected the type of space we wanted to try and replicate during the conference itself. Absolutely. I think the one of the best things that I saw was that so many people wanted to still talk and chat with the researchers and the presenters, um, which showed that there still is a lot to be said, a lot to be learned in that uh, creative community. So I think we're... We're, um, we're good to, you know, do this a couple of more times. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think the structure, I mean, as we close this, this little bit of our first podcast out, I think it actually, for us, although it was a bit of an experiment and a little bit of a, an unknown, I think I would say that, you know, I think we've, we've hit our why. We know how we'd do it again, but also those people came in because that was articulated it was teaching music online in higher ed, but it was actually across a lot of ed. Mm-hmm. And then it was also different modes or different ways of teaching online. And I think the nice thing, as you've alluded to, the global piece where there was different perspectives, whether it was, you know, um, Jennifer talking about her experience or Andrew Hall or your keynote or even people um, coming in from more of a, just even a, a young researcher like Martin from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It was nice to hear different voices and also to hear the confidence of those voices yeah. that they want to contribute. And I think that's also important. I think maybe it was like anything, um, other conferences can be a little bit daunting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes going to a, a fairly rigorous academic conference presenting and almost having to fear the questions. But here, I think there was that sense of community, as you mentioned, which allowed people to to come in and participate quite freely. Yeah, absolutely. It was like a bunch of musicians being able to get together in the green room afterwards and and just talk it through. I think that that was the beauty of it. Yeah, really cool. Anyway, look, um, for those of you listening, um, hope that was a little bit interesting for you to hear you know, how it all played out. And we'll uh, talk about some of the key takeaways in another podcast. So thanks for joining us.